Welcome back to Geeks Inherited the Earth. I'm JC. I'm Sleekai. Hey, it's Mike D. And this is our belated uh, best of the year show. And because you only get to do this like once a decade, the best of the decade show. The whole decade. Yeah, like 10 years passed. How drunk were you? Uh, (laughs) 10 years of okay and oh, fuck. Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, it's the best decade that nerds have ever got, and it's also the hardest one to explain uh, uh, to anybody. Like, before this decade, I think the hardest thing in nerddom to explain was uh, uh, World of Warcraft raids. <laughs> and also the hardest decade to explain, because uh, after Harambe died, apparently we slid into the alternate timeline, and we're not coming out of it yet. I guess not. But I digress. Think about this, though. The Marvel movies really took over in full for this decade. The only one before this decade was Iron Man 1. So that means everything after Iron Man 1 for Marvel came out in this decade. Iron Think Man about 1 that came out in 2010, though. 2008. 2008. And so did The Incredible Hulk. Oh. So yeah. does, that, does anybody even count that fucking movie anymore? Technically, you have to. But uh, I, 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 I count it because it is still really, really, really fun to watch drunk. It is really fun to watch drunk. Uh, uh, sober? No, don't no. think about that movie. No, <laughs> it's no, got no. A, it's got a good fight in it. Got a damn good fight in it. It does. It does. <clears throat> oh, I swore Iron Man was too... Th- ah, shit. I don't know. Oh, oh, wait, baby. But now think about that, though. That, I mean, to me, that really dominated the decade. It, it's hard not to get away from that. All of oh, the Marvel movies essentially came out there, in this decade. That there's going to be a lot of Marvel on this list. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, for year or for decade shit, there's going to be. But before we get into it, uh, uh, you want to you hit it? Yeah, so um, Sony finally released the trailer for Morbius, the Jared Leto-led... Uh, living vampire from the Spider-Man comics who first appeared uh, I'm trying to think of the issue but he first appeared uh, and bit Dr. Kurt Connors uh, curing Kurt of uh, his lizard thing and his lizard thing his Damn. lizard thing <laughs> and, uh, and so him and Spider-Man began chasing Morbius down like oh my god this guy can cure us and that was the beginning of Morbius so, but the the but the trailer. Oh, I don't mind Jared Leto for this casting. It's perfect. I I didn't mind him as a Joker casting. I would have loved to see him actually be the Joker. But yeah. I you know. I, 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 but for this, this is in his wheelhouse. He's a crazy dude that's overly built. Like just him as a person. Like he's fucking batshit nuts. <coughs> uh, he's dark and pretty. Yeah, I mean, I, I met him once, and like he did not disappoint on the crazy factor. Oh yeah, like he signed his, his the autograph that he signed for me was just an alchemaic symbol, and he handed it to me and goes, "When the time's right, they'll know," and walked off. It was serious as a heart attack. <laughs> hey, uh, like he's a nuts motherfucker. But the problem is, he seems to be this is like a Tom Hardy Venom situation where he seems to be the only part of that trailer I gave a fuck about. 
I wonder mm. how much we're going to get to see him actually look like Morbius. Obviously, we got right there at the very end, that little teaser. I, I hope they're not just holding it off right till the end of the movie, and it's just going to be Jared Leto's okay, thing. Okay, I, I want... Uh, is that going to be his final look, though? Because if you saw that and didn't scream, oh, look, it's a new Underworld movie, because it's the same <laughs> visual effect. Well, I think that, no, I think they're going to buffyize it, where that that he only looks like that when he feeds. Uh, that makes sense. He goes back and forth. Like, like he'll be pale and and white, but he won't have that ah beast mode until he feeds. No, well, he, that means he needs that, that. He needs that though because that's I like the it. consequences of him fucking himself up. Is oops, I did this, and now what? I, look what I look like. They it's horrible. Do it. No, now there's gonna be an oops, I did it again meme of him just biting people's throats. Oh. Oh. Uh, no, like didn't they learn from Venom though? The, what's the biggest problem with Venom? Uh, not enough Venom. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, let him walk around all all fucking underworldy. Like, yeah, like make him just more fucked up when he feeds. Well, I mean, it's not even underworldy. It's it's beast mode. I mean, it's almost thirty days of night. But the dialogue uh, in it, what was it? You said like the best uh, uh, superhero movie of two thousand and six. This movie is the looks like the best movie to, superhero movie of two thousand and six. I have enhanced strength and enhanced speed. Like we know, we fucking know. So does everybody else in the fucking universe. Okay, let's let's get on with it. Let's do this. Yeah. And like also, fun little fact, the Spider-Man that they show on the wall in the graffiti thing, that is a direct cutout from PS4 Spider-Man, and it's not even PS4 Spider-Man, it's the Raimi suit that you unlock. Yep. It's a screen from the lo- it's a loading screen from the and it gives away a huge spoiler. Murderer, Murderer. wanted. So we already know this is post uh, Far From Home. Now, how are we going to deal with Tom Holland's uh, happy-go-lucky, uh, semi-naive, you know, heartfelt Spider-Man being lodged into these grimdark, gothy Sony movies? Uh, I got. I, I have a one-word answer for you. It will be a magic feat called bullshit. They're going to come <laughs> up with some bullshit, and it's okay. I want to see this shared universe so fucking bad happen. So bad happen. Just because I do think Tom Hardy Venom fighting a Tom Holland Spidey would be the tits. Mm. But if they the right let, director's hands. If they let Sony drive that car, it will crash. Mm. Well, mm-hmm. So we're either going to get b- pure beauty or a pure train wreck, which I'm down for either one. But, <laughs> but, but realistically, nothing. I don't think anything will materialize. I think it's going to be lost in contract hell until our grandkids are fucking... My prediction is that it will be a shared, a, a sharing thing where we can use Tom in our movies and other MCU stuff for Sony, and then MCU can use these characters in their stuff. And that's the only way I see it working. If Venom existed in the MCU, don't you think somebody would have, I don't know, mentioned that any point during the fucking movie? It's totally fixable. It's totally fixable. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally fixable. Dude, one line of dialogue and it's fixed. Multiverse. That's all I gotta say. Not say even, the word multiverse. Not even just that. No, I mean you can just say, "Oh, that Brock guy. Yeah, uh, he's here." That's it. I mean, I'm just you saying, can, if it works for DC, Marvel should be able to do it too. We're in a corner. What do we do? Multiverse. I mean, it's <laughs> possible. It's possible, but I just think that you, look, man. All it takes is a writer. It doesn't take sense. True. <laughs> all right, so let's get started down the yep, list yep. of, like of the year. Best of 2019. Fireworks. Uh, comic books. 
I mean, I feel like it's, it's the most logical starting point. For this show, for this are show. you sure? I don't I know. Mean, I don't it was between know, this man. or wardrobe malfunction, <laughs> and I went with comic books. Good call. Yeah, that was, that was for the best. <laughs> uh, for me, this is really easy because I didn't read shit, so I don't have a dog in this fight. Uh, I, I can say my favorite to hear about was, was the Hickman X-Men run, mm. but uh, I don't go back to weekly issues for another three weeks, so I don't get to vote. I am like a felon. What do you guys got? Um, I have, as far as ongoing stories, uh, of course, Hawks and Pox, Hickman's X-Men. I mean, without a doubt, uh, huge surprise. And uh, I'm going to keep singing the praises of my boom trifecta of awesome, which is Something is Killing the Children, Folklords, and Once in Future. Uh, and I'm going to throw something in there, too. Aaron's run on Conan. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. That's fucking awesome. Read it. Uh, for me, there was actually quite a bit of good stuff in 2019, but ahead of the pack by a reasonable margin for me has got to be that Hickman X-Men stuff. I mean, if you listen to this show, you've heard me say it a billion times. It, it just really affected me a lot. It touched me. I love those characters. To really see them brought back uh, into the limelight is fantastic. And I'm also going to give a shout out to pretty much anything Donny Cates wrote at Marvel. Uh, and that year, I mean, what a beast, man! Yeah, including the new Thor run. Have you got to check that out yet? Read the first one, awesome. Did not disappoint. Fucking Super Saiyan Thor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not spoiling it for anybody who hasn't read it, but uh, Thor goes Super Saiyan, and I'm not even joking. Cage has just got a great vision uh, down the road when he starts writing, so it's it just excellent stuff from him all around. I'm not spoiling anything, but here's a big fucking spoiler. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 you it's won't understand it until you see it, right, and right. it's more of an art decision. Page six, of panel four. I'm not spoiling. <laughs> anything here's the exact dialogue <laughs> but yeah check out kate's uh, thor as well but anything by donny kate's right now mm-hmm. anything by tinian right now oh yeah, and, yeah. i mean I, that fucker's always fire though oh I mean, yeah no the, yeah. The, the fucking detective comics run jesus yeah Christ. so good uh i'm looking forward to uh well we'll get to that <laughs> so i guess we're gonna have to vote on it and i think it's probably unanimous that the comic of the year for 2019 was Hickman's power. I think this is going to be one of the only things that we unanimously agree on. But yeah, I mean, because it's eh, just, you might be surprised. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I've got uh, TV broken up into non-streaming and streaming services because those are two different fucking worlds. Now. That, that was tricky to look up, though. I was like, streaming, cable, NBC. What? Uh, uh, well, no. well, streaming <laughs> would just be like Netflix, Disney Plus, sure, Amazon sure. Prime, Hulu. Right, right. right. Like, like uh, I, 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 I should have clarified that one more because, like, if, if you're Say like NBC's online, you know, stuff or HBO's online stuff. Like it's starting yeah, to blur. You, you can stream it, but it still came out. So I guess non-episodic versus bingeable would have probably been a better way to put no, it. Let's put it's, I mean, it's I don't fine. have cable, so I, any TV I watch is usually on Hulu for the most part, other than maybe secondhand on another streaming service. So I had to really well, look that one up. It's kind of like the uh, the BBC stuff that comes on on BBC America, and then you then it's on Netflix like three days later, right? Which is foreshadowing for what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're just foreshadowing it, here, take the ball. <laughs> okay, so uh, so for TV, I'll start with uh, just regular TV. Um, no, uh, I think you all expected this one, Watchmen. Um, it's one of the best series in years. Uh, it's perfect. Uh, it's hard to beat. Uh, BBC's Dracula, which is on Netflix, Um Kind of didn't stick the landing on the ending there, but uh, otherwise, uh, it's phenomenal. The acting, uh, 
Dracula and Sister Agatha themselves are... Uh, Sister Agatha is probably one of the best characters I've seen in a, in a series in a long time, to be honest. She is phenomenal. Um, I'm trying to stay away from spoilers here uh, because uh, spoiling any of this is huge. Uh, it it would have been perfect if it had one more episode. That's all, that I, can, all I can say about it. They needed to uh, do a couple things. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely love uh, the BBC Dracula that's on Netflix as well. But I don't count that because it came on BBC. It's complicated. It's complicated. And uh, <laughs> is, is, is there anything that fights Watchmen for this, really? His Dark Materials, kind of. Uh, that's a, that, one, that one's hard on me, His Dark Materials. There's, um, I'm just having a disconnect with it. There's like this checklist. I'm like, it checks everything on it. I should totally love it and be super into it. But there's, I just have a disconnect with it. it you I'm sound, not sure you what s- that is. You sound like CK describing Rise of Skywalker again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, no that's, that's even more complicated than what he just said. Um, <laughs> his Dark Materials is fantastic, uh, but... None of this compares to Watchmen. No, no, it doesn't. I, I think for if if we're not going for Watchmen, which I think is got to be, that's the answer, really. Uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball to uh, the. It's weird with the way that this show's season release happens because you're talking about the end of last season and the beginning of this season. Uh, the Good Place. Yeah, awesome. fucking amazing. Great call. Great call. Their fucking season finale was so strong at the beginning of the year. They came back and said, now we're doing one more season. We're ending this before it gets fuck awful. I'm glad they did that. And they came back at the beginning of the season for 2019 on fire. Every episode was straight lit. That almost made my list because honestly, it's just, it's, it's so strong in 2019. What happens in the good place that it's hard to not count that. You know what I mean? And it is so hard. I'm going to say this again, you know, having all of us having experience with comedy, it is so hard to write clean comedy that is legitimately piss your pants funny. Okay, let's double that. And they do it over and over and over. It's really impressive. Double that down. Clean comedy is, uh, yeah, almost goddamn impossible to pull. I can't talk about it without cursing for (laughs) my sake. You know? But uh, smart comedy. Right, Uh, right, uh, right. The writing and the brilliance of taking... Like, like you feel by the by season two or three of that, like you've done a year in philosophy classes. You know what I'm saying? Because you could actually effectively quote it just from just listening to the way that they write cheaty. It's yeah. it's it's just it's, a, it's. I know it's a long shot pitch for this show, especially. Oh but no, it's a great show. Good man. place, no, all wonderful. the fucking way. And I mean, and, and a comedy that has to do with religion. If you can make my religion-hating ass watch your fucking show, (laughs) holy shit. And and not be offensive to people who are religious. Like, it's not. I I actually got turned on to it uh, by two other godless heathens. I was at a comedy festival in Columbia, South Carolina, and the guy I was staying with, fellow godless heathen, and a buddy of mine sitting there, fellow godless heathen, and they're talking about it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this show. Who turned it on to you? And this dude looks up and goes, oh, my girlfriend's super Christian mom. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, we can't stop debating it because I'm a non-believer and she's a believer and there's there's universally accepted things that are also clean comedy and intelligently done. It's some of the most brilliant writing on a, on a TV show I've ever seen. Also, thanks for making me say what the fork all the time. Now. What the fork? <laughs> oh, I do it around my kid all the time. <laughs> yeah, it definitely. It's looking at Watchmen. That's one of those deals for me. I watched it on HBO now, like as it was quote streaming or whatever so I, in my head I thought it was streaming uh, the, the only other one I had that really stood out to me other than that and I know this is going to be a hard sell for for the you at the very least but uh, WWE NXT man NXT has always just hit with mm. me so pure so simple uh, just really to the point it's to me what professional wrestling should be uh, it always excites me I love the characters so I, I was going to throw my hat in the ring on that one but 
if we're thinking of Watchmen as non-streaming, then yeah, easily Watchmen. So what about streaming? Uh, streaming? Oh boy. I mean, come on, Mandalorian. Let's face it. It's it's really really really. That, that is going to be mine, Mandalorian. I, you know what? I was a huge fan of Russian Doll too, man. Russian Doll really yeah. me. I thought that show was really incredible. Russian Doll is um is underrated and needs to be watched by more people. Um, so what? So so yours was Mandalorian. It has to be. I mean, absolutely. It came out in January, and it doesn't feel like it came out in January because of how fucking long the distance sits on it. But Punisher season two. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Uh, nice. Uh, that was my favorite season of Netflix TV, wow. and it was they, to me they shouldn't have released that last season of Jessica Jones. They should have left it with the bloody fucking with the final images of the Netflix universe that you know and love be the end of it with him just covered in blood in the Punisher skull. <laughs> that would have been nice. Like just uh, it was. Her, I'm a huge, huge, huge Punisher fan. The, it's not one of those shows. It's not one of those times where it checked every box. It fucking made new boxes. Like it became a template for how to write the Punisher in the modern world. It's my favorite um, season of all of the Marvel um, Netflix shows. I will say it was a tough one Besides, between that and Mando, though. But, well, I have one that I liked better than Mando. <gasps> Oh. Are we heretics for not picking Mando? <laughs> no, because it's still on brand. And that's, yeah. that's Amazon Prime's The Boys. Oh, yeah. You know, I, for, yeah, I had to nice. cancel Amazon Prime, and I did it. And then two days later, I'm bragging to a friend of mine. I'm like, yeah, I even got the refund and everything. And he goes, oh, so you finished The Boys. We can finally talk about it. I'm like, that's why I didn't cancel Amazon Prime. Mm. God yep. damn it. <laughs> as much as I like Mando, and it's a refreshing reprieve from the awfulness that has been Star Wars off and on for the past 40 years. Um, Mando is awesome, but it's going to be one of those when season two happens, it's going to be the one on everybody's number one list. Because this, we did watch a prequel. Yeah. but Or, or they fuck it up and we hate it. You watch your damn mouth. I, I'm worried. I'm worried about any show when it comes to season two. I'm worried do about not, the boys' season do two. Do not put pressure on John Favreau. We know he will quit things. He uh, will walk the fuck away. Also, apparently, Boba Fett has been um, confirmed for season two. Interesting. Uh, I keep seeing that through, uh, through uh, a bunch uh, of stuff. No, 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 no. Not until I see an actual picture signed by his parents with George Lucas in the background doing a gang sign. So I absolutely goddamn no. Boba Fett's in this. No, no. I, I refuse to believe it. I'm not, I'm not saying it's 100% true. And furthermore, he is supposed to still being digested in a, in a, in a Sarlacc pit. That's like 3,000 years or something, Beskar right? Steel, man. Beskar Steel. Uh, Boba Fett didn't have any Beskar steel. Well, yeah, bitch. he's not a Mando. He just wears the armor, that fucking poser. That, that's, <laughs> that is Jango's armor, and it was made of Beskar. It just got repainted, and it, and it sucked. Yeah, and they <laughs> supposedly cloned him as the greatest warrior in the universe, and then he got his ass kicked by robots. He got his ass kicked by Mace Windu, bro. <laughs> no, I meant the clones of him, and he got his ass kicked by robots. Copy of a copy. I'm just saying, what was that movie? Uh, multiplicity? That's what I'm imagining. Is so you mean like every everyone just got dumber until they're just they're just playing with the clones are just playing with poop in the backyard. Going, we fight robots! Yay! <laughs> yeah, exactly. They think they're rock'em sock'em robots. Yeah. <laughs> they're not as good of warriors as, as Django. No, but uh, The Boys is um, Eric Kripke, first of all, who did the best seasons of Supernatural. Um, it is phenomenal. It is refreshing. It is the perfect timing for something like this to be so anti-superhero uh, and so brutal and touch on things like Me Too in a, in a very visceral and terrifying way. Touch on things about 
This is what it would be like if Superman were a psychopath. This is what... The show doesn't pull any punches. It is extremely violent. Extremely adult. Uh, it is extremely funny. Carl Urban brings his fucking A-game as he always does. Even if something sucks, Carl Urban's great. Um, hell, Doom isn't a good movie, but Carl Urban's awesome in it. Uh, let me rephrase that. Doom is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get through the the, the one they put on Netflix oh God, dude, uh, before I go to bed every night for the last three nights. If you want something to put you to sleep, oh yeah, Doom Annihilation. You should never say that about a Doom property. I know, right? <laughs> you should be like heart thumping. You know what the worst thing about There's that? No, you don't even see a, a, a demon. For the first fifty minutes, no. of a Doom movie, no, it's zombie. <laughs> it, it, they're like they're like hopping, leaping zombies with bad makeup. It's terrible. If the listeners could see how the deep head shake producer Terry just like, he was, he was like, my fucking soul hurts. <laughs> no, here, here's here's what I'm gonna make your fucking soul hurt about that y'all might not have realized if you've seen it. They find a dead body when they first show up. A marine. They pick up his tags and they say. Oh, Sergeant William Blaskovich. He didn't make it. I saw that. Do you know who that is? Yeah, because I'm playing the Wolfenstein games. That's fucking Billy Blaskovich from Wolfenstein. Yup. I almost put my fist through God's face when I saw that. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> how fucking dare you? Anyway, fuck that movie. We're not talking about that. <laughs> but yeah, watch the boys. Everybody, nice. watch the boys. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. I will fucking bring you my Amazon Prime account and make you watch it. It reminds me of... I'll uh, take you up on that. <laughs> it's having an effect on modern superhero TV movie culture that comics have done. They've you know Comics have cycled around over the years, but... It reminds me of something like The Authority when it comes out. It's taking established uh, superhero environment and just kind of shaking it up, putting it on its side. And it's having the voice is having that effect on modern TV shows like The Authority had on comics back then. Aren't you kind of worried though that this the like and, and and a lot like we're 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 geeks, so we're used to it. But like the populace, like the consumers, aren't aren't you kind of worried that this trend of we're taking these non comic booky comic book properties is going to get watered into the dirt like everything else? Like we've had. It with Watchmen, we had it with the way that Netflix did their shows. The Boys looks awesome. I'm just—I I don't think anybody's pissed on it yet, but I'm worried they're going to start trying to find. Like, I'm uh, my fear is like, okay, look, we're going to do a gritty Howard the Duck or some shit like that. <laughs> right, like, right. like I'm—I'm I'm afraid. But I don't know. On the, on the same token, with Disney Plus holding on to all the Marvel properties and DC's TVs, pretty much relegated to the Arrowverse at this point. It's going to be independent comics. Like, please don't fuck up my indie comics, basically. It's like, I guess that's my fear. Like, I don't want to see a badly done Southern Bastards. Uh, Movie Flash just made a debut in DC Legends of Tomorrow. What? Yeah. What, 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 what? what, He popped in as a cameo, so it's tying them together. What? What? Yeah. What? I can't remember the actor's name because I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, thank you. But, uh... Read that this morning. Yeah, he's going to be in Legends. Saw some footage of it. Yes. But will it be like how will they how will they approach it? Is what I'm wondering. Multiverse probably Multiverse. just stops in for ten seconds and then he's gone. But we'll see. Yeah, he'll he'll probably just speed in, make a bad joke, and leave. All right. So uh, what's uh, what's next on the category here? Let's do movies. Movies. We did same time. Let's do films. films. <laughs> oh man, uh, uh, this cool. is this is where we're gonna come to blows. Uh, well, not just that. This is. This is the hardest one. I had to include multiples, to be honest. Um, okay, so 
I'm going to go ahead and go because I have a long list, and I think that you guys need to, to hear it. Uh, it. It's not a long <laughs> list, but I have I have best films, and then I have best franchise films kind of a thing. Because it's I movies. We kind of figured that you're just going to talk, and we're just going to fill in gaps. <laughs> right. Okay, so my, my, my film of the year, unequivocally, number one, is The Lighthouse. Wow. Uh, starring Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. It is The Shining of Our Generation. Damn. And everybody I've shown it to and everybody I've talked to say the same thing. It is disturbing. It is Lovecraftian. You have no idea what the hell's happening. Uh, but you do. We'll be asking questions for years. Defoe puts on the performance of a lifetime. Of a lifetime in this. Is it, uh, is it weirder than Antichrist? Because I saw him fuck that girl in Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw him come blood in that. But anyway... Um, <sighs> Uh, Lars von Trier, what the every, fuck? Dude? Right. Come every, on. Every now and then, like just you could hear the audible sounds of Mike D. Like, how the fuck did I end up with these guys? <laughs> uh, I watch a lot of weird stuff. Um, but no, um, if, if if it's so great, why like, why are you the only person shilling it? Oh, I'm not. I'd never heard of this movie until you, and I, I didn't want to watch it until I realized that Robert Pattinson is going to be a good Batman character. Because you like originally when you were trying to sell that, I'm like, oh, the Twilight Kid, no. No, no, no. When you watch The Lighthouse, everybody I've shown The Lighthouse immediately turns to me and goes, dude, he's Batman. Oh, wow. Nice. And and not nice just that. It, is, it touches on Greek mythology. It's Proteus versus Prometheus. It's two guys on an island in a lighthouse by themselves. <clears throat> it's two guys on an island by themselves trying to deal with the fact that fucked up shit keeps happening and they get left there and then it goes haywire it is the story of two men it's like are at the same time they're friends at the same time they are frenemies frenemies at the same time they are (laughs) co-workers uh the language is it's set in 1890 it's phenomenal Uh, it's robert eggers that did the witch um if you like the witch this is way better than the witch or the witch i'm kind of glad that your pick isn't something that is an easy grab, no. Because like, yeah. like what is what's super easy? <laughs> what's yours? <laughs> well, let's just let's keep going on this for right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from that one, I go to my feel good movie because that's the feel bad movie of the year, kinda. So that's the girl with the dragon tattoo type of pick for kinda, the year, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, also, the best horror movie of the year, without a doubt. So that's why. I just do it. Uh, do it. Do it. Do it. Um, do it. Jojo Rabbit would be my feel-good movie of the year. Uh, it's I still want to see that. It's wonderful. So uh, Taika Waititi cannot um, break away from the awesomeness. That man's that becoming is, his own genre. He, he, he is. He's phenomenal. Uh, it's just great. Um, the one that Terry's going to hate me for again, Knives Out, <laughs> by Ryan Johnson. Um, it is awesome. It's it's a great whodunit. Uh, it. The less you know, the better. Uh, it's funny. Uh, Daniel Craig puts on the Daniel Craig puts on the performance of a lifetime as uh, Benoit Blanc, and uh, he's getting like a whole trilogy of it. So. I think that d- that dude's just so glad that he's done with Bond. He's he killing it and fucking everything. Because yeah. I have never seen an actor in a franchise vocally complain while he rose to bed on his millions of dollars. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And all of those, uh, like I mentioned earlier, all of those, they got crammed those right in at the very end of the year, right before the turn of the decade. Oh, oh if yeah. you look at the last quarter of 2019, it makes all these lists hard. It, it does. Well, that's what we're talking about. And uh, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Uh, the I've less seen you know, a lot about that one. The less you know about it, the better. 
So what's your franchise pick then? My franchise pick Cause is it, torn between two. See, because originally I was going to say when we came into here not to use franchise because it's hard to pick. Don't tell me what to do. But uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, or to separate them. You know what I mean? Right. Like like for your main pick, like it can't be like I can't just jump out and be like Endgame, and then we're going to have listeners like, but I didn't watch twenty one other fucking movies and I can't watch. It's unfair to the people that aren't in the fan base, so it does deserve its own category. Mm-hmm. Fine. Yeah. So what's your franchiser? Well, there are two. Because there has to be. Because there are two companies. <laughs> there's, 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 so, so, end, so Endgame, of course, is my Marvel pick. I mean, it, 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 are you fucking kidding? It's the culmination of 23 movies. It's insane. Like, I mean. But if you only, you're going to say this in, in The Rise of Skywalker, clearly. But if you had to pick between them. Endgame. Yeah, me too. Totally. No, Rise of Skywalker doesn't even compare to Avengers. Not, not, not remotely. No. no, it thinks it does. It, it does. It really thinks it does. It even tries to do the same things. Um, yeah, but there's no way that that was planned as a ripoff, man. Dude, it took no. him a year to make this movie. It took him a year to make Rise of Skywalker, from writing to finish. One year is all they have. I'm not. I'm not giving you this. I'm not conceding <laughs> this. No. The Distinguished Competition had a great film too. And it got nominated for 11 fucking Academy That's Awards. Crazy. Let's hear it for Joker. Woo! Joker got nominated for 11 Academy Awards. Is it really Awards. to count for a franchise, though? It's a standalone movie. It's DC, man. Fuck. <laughs> dude, dude, if you're... Ta- Look, okay. We saw the pictures from the Pattinson thing. It's set in the 90s. Motherfucker's showing up. No, he's not. No, no, he's showing up at the end. <laughs> Joker I, Joker is my pick of the year, because I don't see it as franchise. I 11 Oscar noms. He's already got the Golden Globe. Yeah. No, no. With that many Oscar nominations and the money he made and how happy Phoenix has been about this movie, no, he's changed his tune, and so has uh, fucking Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. This film is going to join in... I. It would be crazy if it if they didn't use this character. It would be it crazy would be, to do it. It's perfect the way that it is. I, I I agree with you too. I don't want a sequel or anything either. But I see it working because it's like like the timeline adds up. If Batman's sitting in the nineties and from those cruisers we saw in those photos and everything, it's right there. It's right there. If for a franchise, I don't. I agree. It's got to be Endgame because what tops the most visual spectacle movie of all time. And, and the most fan service, and it, it's 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 not one of those things like it checks all the boxes. It's its own fucking box. We knew not a fucking thing. We knew not a fucking no. thing. And everything that we thought was the movie was the first what fifteen fucking right. biggest fucking surprise ever was yeah. that shit. Uh, uh, fucking, it's phenomenal. But if you want to talk about standalone movies, you put Endgame against Joker and holy shit, Joaquin Phoenix, one man whips that whole ensemble's ass. Uh, Acting-wise, yeah, of course. It, they, he, he, he came to win. <laughs> but but Endgame had the most emotional satisfaction so and the most emotional uh, resonance with me of any movie I, I saw this year. So, so what do you got, Mike? I'm, you know, predictable, of course. I'm going to have to go with Endgame for mine. Uh, to me, it was the three big ones were Rise of Skywalker, Joker, and Endgame. Uh, Joker was the most surprising. I didn't expect to like that movie. I thought I was going to roll my eyes at it, and I was just blown away by how much I actually loved it. You know, it really, it really harkened back to the older days, the early 90s, when the, the awesome film resurgence was going on around uh, the debut of Quentin Tarantino. Just that whole yeah. era of, of coming up with new, fresh, cool movies. It made me feel like that era again. So it I, really I thought did. that was really cool. But uh, it's, for my main movie, it's, it's got to be in game. There's just been 
no other movie that just tied things together for a franchise like that offered that emotional impact and, and just so many balls in the air they were juggling but they did they pulled it off they nailed it so do you think there's ever going to be a franchise ender as good as Endgame I mean <laughs> is there going to be a franchise as good as 22 Marvel movies all crammed together with one running story I don't know it's a hard question I, I don't see anything like Endgame being achieved again I think it's going to be something that if that's the bar it's not going to be in our lifetime like it's no. not going to be in our lifetime at all. But it was so organic the way they just kept it going. You know, it all came oh, together yeah. organically, and they just kept rolling with it. Endgame did not feel forced. Where Rise of Skywalker, love it to death. We'll defend it to the fucking balls break. Yeah, there's a lot of forced moments right, in that. Right, that's true. Uh, Endgame, no, there's no forced moments at all. It, everything felt natural. Well, you know, they planned out a 22 movie franchise in a way that the new Star Wars trilogy couldn't pull together in three films. So, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. So, we got a bunch more things to hit here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw this out since we were talking about it. For surprise of the year, because this is one of the things I always love to put in the list, does anything beat five years later from Endgame? That was a slap in the face for sure. Witcher is for me because I just didn't see it coming. Mine was Joker. I thought uh, Witcher was going to suck. Wow, all three of us were different. For yeah. me, at five years later, end that's game. a great surprise. That's wow. That's John. I, I was scared to death for Witcher because I know it's not a, a video game adaptation, but stop playing around. It, it kind of is too. I mean, like most people are watching this have only played the game. That's true. Few have read the books, and it's still in canon. So I mean, like I thought, oh god, another video game adaptation. Uh, oh god, and also I thought, oh, is this going to be Game of Thrones? Like, no, this is the answer to Game of Thrones. This isn't. We're sitting around uh, drinking wine and talking about fucking taxes for forty fucking episodes. This <laughs> is uh, Conan the Barbarian with uh, it's visceral. Germanic folklore. I'll take it. Uh, what about toy? Oh, it's, it's you guys. We can't. Hit, there's no way we can't do a toy of the year. Oh yeah. man, for me, uh, I really was a huge fan of what NECA did with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, with their Target exclusive line. It's just what I really always wanted the figures to be. But if I'm going to pick one toy out of the year, it's going to have to be Transformers Siege Jetfire. We're talking about oh, a character yeah. that came out in the cartoons in '84. They never ever made uh, an accurate figure of it until this year, and oh my god, it is perfect! It just transported me right back to the '80s, and I mean, it's flawless. It's a great stuff. That's a great figure. Um, my toy list was a bit expanded. That's why I'm, uh, I'm glad producer Terry is uh, helping me out with this one, uh, so you guys can take a look at it as well. Uh, first of all, the halves that I have, um, as far as action single action figure, the Living Laser right there, the Marvel Legends Living Laser, beautiful figure, beautiful figure, uh, translucent. Uh, beautiful fuchsia and purple and blue colors. Uh, Reminds me of those old Tron figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good call. Wonderful figure. You can still pick him up in most stores. Yep. And uh, and he's, he's just he's gorgeous. Um, the next one of the halves that I have uh, should be very much not a uh, uh, too much of a uh, surprise. That is the Marvel Legends Nightcrawler. Flawless. Finally. Flawless. Figure. It is. Uh, I, I, I normally don't buy toys anymore. <laughs> I want this. Yeah. I really, really want this. I don't know what you could want out of a Nightcrawler figure that this doesn't give it, you. They did do a little bit too much detail on his dong, though. <laughs> like, uh, he's always he's, had a bit of a bulge. Uh, that, that's past a little bit of a bulge. That's some John Holmes shit. Like, he's packing. It, it, he's got some extra tail tucked in this. <laughs> so, on your Marvel Legends dong rating, where would you put him on your scale? I think he is the dong rating. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a scale of 1 to 10. It's a scale of 1 to Nightcrawler. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, I just heard Palpatine say, I am the dong rating. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> okay, and uh, I mean, that figure's perfect, come on. And on my wants, uh, that would be the Yellow Lantern Predator what the from shit? NECA. That is a DC licensed action figure from NECA. He is extremely expensive right now. How, how expensive? About $125. Okay, that's it's a two-pack, right? It's a two-pack. He comes with Hal right there. That's what he looks like, choking Hal Jordan. It is worth it. You can get him for around $99 if you're lucky. And Man, NECA on, is awesome. On bids, you can get him around 80 I mean, it is... How, how fucking cool is that? How cool is that 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 happened, even? That is... Why don't I have expendable income? Right. I mean, like, is that not like the coolest figure of the year? Can I just show this to the utility board and explain to them why I'm going to be a little late? (laughs) I mean, it could work. Jesus fucking Christ, that is dope. You're mentioning once. I'm going to throw one out there. The uh, McFarlane DC figures that just came out. Oh, Uh, yeah. They they, they, they all look great. Specifically, that Superman looks good. Oh, yeah. That Superman looks fantastic. And if you watch the video of him pulling them out and showing them off, like, he (laughs) he knows that he's getting paid, man. (laughs) He knows it. Um... And I always include a vehicle because I have to. And my vehicle for this year was the World War II cap on motorcycle. That's really cool. Uh, he is available at Walmart right now. Nice. Um, and, I mean, come on. That's that's ultimate Captain America from the comics. He's got the mask and everything uh, with the Indian motorcycle. With that triangle shield. Triangle sh- oh, it's gorgeous. So, yeah, that is my toy list for the year. I mean, he is so interchangeable. There's so much stuff you can do with him and take off. The bags come off. The shotgun comes out. He does have the shotgun in that holster. Uh, it's funny because... Because both for my uh, 2019 and my decade list, there is a motorcycle huh. in the vehicle department. Huh. But this, these are my picks. Uh, so I'm done. Uh, well, almost done. Now I have my two Funkos I got to throw up because we got to. Uh, the Hot Topic Dark Phoenix um, Funko Pop. Um, she's the one with the wings around, uh, the, red, the fiery wings around her there, right there. Uh, you'll I almost yes. bought this nice. the other day. Wow, just those wings are cool. Just a gorgeous figure. And I just love translucent plastic. I, me too. I love <laughs> translucent plastic. I love glow in the dark. It all, it all is just wonderful. And uh, and you guys have seen pictures of it. The uh, wow, the Mysterio light up that came exclusive with the Marvel Collector Core box. The one that Marvel sent to me for being an influencer this year, and that's the one I got. Um, that's a score. That's a fucking. You push the button and he lights up for about five to ten seconds, and uh, wow, intense light too. That's bright. Oh yeah, absolutely. I uh, think next year we're just gonna have to have a section for Funko. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was doing. I mean, honestly, throw in your favorite Funko because I know I know what your favorite one is. What do you think it is? Baghead Spider Man. You're actually. <laughs> that is my pick because I can't believe that they fucking did it. You saw how excited I was when I found that in Walgreens too. Yeah, I know. Like, oh my fucking god! Damn it is, that mysterious. It, it was sits cool, beside though. my fucking TV. That is mine of the year because I can't believe I live in a world where Baghead Spider Man got a fucking <laughs> Funko. And uh, like all of my toilets will probably always be Funkos because I literally buy at least one a month. At yeah, least. me too. At least one a month. Yeah. And, and they, they, oh, I love them. I can play a guitar, and they they half of them heads move and it's like I have a little rock band audience in my living room it's fucking dope also nobody wants to ever sleep in my room so I don't have to worry about it because it's little eyes staring at you from everywhere (laughs) Uh, just to flip the script from where we have two people that have you know extensively done comedy in the room I think and we're not a funny show what about about Mike's list oh yeah we didn't get Mike's list did we the toy list yeah Yeah. Uh, I I, I thought you said you had something to throw in my bad bad. I did the the, what I want coming up which was the McFarlane DC figures so Oh, okay, okay. Got, uh, okay, got, 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 got it. I was about to say, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm an asshole. Uh, uh, <laughs> more than meets the eye. Uh, what, what was your comedy special
Um, uh, what do you think it was, man? It was Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones. I mean... <sighs> Unanimous. I mean, look, there was some awesome shit that came out. I mean, we had a new Bill Burr. We had a new David Cross, which was exceptional. That new Bill Burr was on fucking fire, uh, too. There was a new Gaffigan, which was a return to form after his past couple not really doing it for me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on. Sticks and Stones. Sticks and Stones, and stones is kidding goat me? shit, man. I mean, was, there, oh my God. I can look at this of two ways. You know, what is your favorite and what do you think is the best? I can separate those two. And for me, Sticks and Stones is easily the best of both of those. I mean, I was literally crying, laughing so hard. It, it when it was great. Uh, I, 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 I love how divisive it is because there's a lot of people that are like, man, I fucking hated that special blah, 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 blah. But you watched the whole thing. <laughs> and like, here's my thing. If you hate something so bad that you watched an hour of it, did you really hate it that bad? Yeah, like, no shit. Or, or, or are you just trying to, you know. Well, some people like attention. Yeah, like, like but it, it's, it's, and, and the fact that he didn't give a fuck either way. He did, like, if you saw the press for it, he didn't give a no. fuck if you liked it, if you hated it. He literally had no fucks to give whatsoever. He knew it was great. He, he knew the people that do dig what he does. He was going after Pryor's throne with that special. Fucking hard he was going after Pryor's throne. I think he got it. I, it seemed like it was pretty full of integrity to me. I, I think a lot of the stuff he was saying, he just needed to say and uh, wanted to say, so... Yeah, and, and he was he wasn't apologetic about it. And I, I I'm I'm on the I'm in that camp of people that don't think it's offensive. I think it's one man's point of view. I wasn't offended, uh, but I can see where people would like bitch about it. I could see it, sure. I could see it, but I don't like. I think that they should probably take into account that this is his opinion. It's not trying to state it as fact. It's not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. He's just he doesn't give a fuck. I think a lot of people got pissed off because they grew up in, like, Chappelle's show, and they are like, he's ours, and then he pissed them off. <laughs> I think it was a more of a personal insult, but no, it's, it's sticks and stones, man. Unanimous. I Make mean, it so. Here, here's the thing. I put that special and Gervais' speech, like, right there together. Like, it, it, you're, you're coming out without care, and also you're attacking things that are, let's, let's be honest, they're all... Pretty damn true. When Gervais made the comment about Epstein on there, and he's like, oh, you're not laughing because he's your friend. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> the, only, the only one who was the mad lad in the, in, the, in the crowd that you could tell was Adam Driver because he was fucking hee-hawing. Yep. He was losing it because he was like, yeah, these motherfuckers. And, then, and Tom Hanks' face of also like, oh, God, everybody <laughs> around me is going to be pissed off. I love, I love the memes for Adam Driver in that. Like, the only person not afraid in a room full of pedophiles is the Sith Lord. Right. <laughs> it's so true, man. It's so, it's so true. Um, yeah, so unanimously, it's sticks and stones, man. Come on. So what'd you have for music? Oh, okay. So music-wise, um, album albums of the year, I picked two. Um, Fear Inoculum, without a doubt, uh, is my favorite album. If we of can year. pick two, that's gonna be my second one. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, my other one is because since it's a cover album, and that's the Ninja Sex Party under the covers, Volume Three. You've talked about that a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Is good. that the thing? That's the thing you were sending links up last night. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bong hit me approves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my only barometer for music. Is Bong yeah, hit me. they are they are fantastic. Uh, what, what for? What for? What do you get for song then? Uh, song of the year. I also picked two because I could not. Uh, one is like great song, and another one is like, oh, it's gonna make people mad, so mad. But it's just so catchy, and then they ruined it with the with the radio. So my song pick of the year was Tom York's Don Chorus. Hmm. Um, it is haunting it is it's about good. it's about loss it's about tragedy uh it touched me 
Uh, in the no-no spot. <laughs> it's fucking Tom York from Radiohead, man. I mean, what else do you fucking want? It's, it's a wonderful song. Uh, and uh, here it comes. Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I think that... Cut the mic. Mike, what do you have? <laughs> no, here's why. Here's why. Because it's so catchy, it destroyed me. But then they start... But let me say this. Then they started playing it on the radio all the time, and I fucking hated it. So, yeah, hated it's, it's it. weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's that song that you like, and then they ruin for you. That's what happened. What do you got, Mike? You know, 2019 from the music uh, for me was not... All that super exciting. There wasn't a whole lot that really got me pumped up. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed listening to the new tool. Tool's a bit of a chore for me. Uh, even as a musician, I can listen to like a song and a half. And I'm like, okay, I need a break. But uh, the one that really did it for me, I personally loved it, was Guided by Voices. Mm. I loved it. Warp and Woof was the album uh, for me. There's a return to form. It was so melodic, so catchy. Um, and we're talking a band that has like 35 albums or 35 songs on an album and then like 35 albums a year. They, they have so much body of work that they output. It's ridiculous. Um, and some of it's good. Some of it's not great, but uh warp and wolf by guided by voices. Listen to that one. It's a good one. Uh, I got to go with uh, uh, the new Baroness record. Mm. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. It's solid. I'll give fear inoculum a nod because I waited 13 years for it and it didn't suck. And it, it did something that I never thought would be possible. It made Tool fans tolerable because they had to realize, holy fuck, if this sucks, all of the shit we've been talking is useless. So uh, the Tool fans kind of, the Tool army relaxed a little bit on us. So yeah. uh, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. But man, the new Baroness record's just fucking dope, dude. It's their most grown up album, too. I mean, for it's- which band? For Tool. Oh, for Tool? Well, for Baroness as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, you can and, say that about and, both those And albums. for Baroness to, you know, hire a. a, a like the Gina Gleason when she joined that band, their fan base went nuts. They were like, "Uh, no, why? There's gonna be a girl singing all the Baroness songs now," and she knocks it out the park. She's a fucking fantastic mm-hmm. guitar player. She was doing the uh, the Michael uh, Jackson review in Vegas guitar work before she joined Baroness. Oh, like yeah. she's a phenomenal musician, and and she she holds down the singing and shit. It's fucking dope. Uh, uh like yeah, but. For song, it's going to be a really weird one. It was a bottom of the ninth December one. Uh, the the Today is the Day single, uh, No Good to Anyone from their new album. Mm, yeah, Holy, good, good song. That song is dark good and song. fucked up yeah. and a giant middle finger to all these bands that are like, look at our band. We're scary. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, no, that's a good song. And then you, you, you get No Good to Anyone and you know your, your children run out of the room screaming because they're going to have nightmares and then you run out of the room screaming because you're going to have nightmares. Fucking good shit. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. What's your game of the year? Uh, game of the year? Game of the year. I think you guys already know it, don't you? What? Mario Super Maker? Mario Maker yep. 2. Yep. Uh, it's the most replayable, funnest fucking thing. That's I've... what my daughter is playing right now. It waiting is on me. so <laughs> fun. Have you watched her play it? No, no, no. It's phenomenal. Runner-up, Sekiro. Nice. Yeah. Sekiro is phenomenal. Uh, it, honestly, that's one that you just need to... It's hard. It's a Souls game. It was meant to be Tenchu. They made a Tenchu game, and then they said, you can't use the license, and they said, okay, well, we'll just do this. <laughs> and uh, it's got steampunk ninjas in it, and it's a stealth game, so go. Uh, Death Stranding wasn't going to win for me. <laughs> I don't see... I was I wanted to be a nerd about it and go, well, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 really has a lot of fan lip <laughs> service. And like, I felt... And it does, it does. It does, but I felt so disingenuous writing it down because I was writing in this list going, I got to hurry up with this list so I can play Death Stranding. <laughs> 
Uh, it's the weirdest fucking game I've ever played now that I'm like three quarters of the way through it, especially. It doesn't stop getting weirder. It just gets fucking weirder. Tadeo Kojima. Yeah, yeah, Kojima, you, you don't disappoint. You big, lovable weirdo. And Conan O'Brien's in it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Conan is in it. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting about that. Like, I can't I, find him, but he's in it. Well, I just started. He's in a lot of games. He's in Halo. I oh, think it's Halo, Halo 3. He's a voice in Halo 3 or Halo uh, 2. I'm not smoking meth in a dorm room. No more Halos. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to have to also jump on the uh, Death Stranding bandwagon. Just the way it personally affected me. I played a lot. I mean, I play a lot of games. We all do in here. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about the way Death Stranding hit me. It's, it's that Ridley Scott mysterious feeling. Oh, like Everything yeah. is... The, the tech, everything in it, the terminology, everything is so alien and unexplained. And they just throw you right into it that it just... And it can be great. genuinely terrifying, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Which is something I don't say about video games because I always go, like, oh, you got scared by a video game, pussy. Then I got turned the lights out, got stoned, and played Death Stranding and started screaming. I was like, ah! Yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying. Uh, so so stark with the designs is great. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'm going to give a shout-out to that one, too. Um, that one ate up some time. And I'm going to give the last one before we go to Decade here. Geek of the Year. Well, we've still got a couple more. Do I we? think CK and I want to talk about some animation. Animation. Oh, I forgot yes. about that. That's not on my list because it got added after I took the screenshot. Bastard. I took the screenshot before <laughs> it got added. Uh, as far as animation goes for me... Uh, <clears throat> The thing that shocked me the most this year is a Cartoon Network show, uh, Infinity Train. If you haven't seen Infinity Train, uh, it is now it's each season is an anthology series. Uh, Essentially, it's about this endless train, almost like um, Snowpiercer, where the cars of each uh, the cars of the train contain a variety of like weird fantastical environments, and the train picks up passengers who have unresolved emotional problems. And they are put into the car to deal with those problems, and when they finally defeat them, they are teleported out. It's like Cartoon Network, damn. Fuck! Yeah, it is. Hideo Kojima working for Cartoon Network (laughs) now? What the shit? It is dark and, uh, and, and very adult, and it's critically acclaimed. Watch Infinity Train. If you don't watch any other American animation, I kind of want to check this out. No, I'm, you, not, you, I'm not lying. You would like it. I think I think all of you would like it. Uh, and I'll just go ahead and do anime too, yeah. since we're since yeah. we're here. Uh, uh, so I have uh, two animes real quick um, because one is a show and one is a movie. And um, for that, I have Agretsuko season two, which is basically Agretsuko just period uh, because it right. kind of started in 20, like the last month of 2018 and ran through it's picked up a lot of steam that one has oh yeah and uh, and Promare and that's a film and uh, I, all of you should watch it and I'm not explaining it at all just watch it Promare P-R-O-M-A-R-E like mayor like a horse okay I'll do it yeah you talk me into it for animation, I'm going to throw out another anthology um, that I thought was great. It harkened back to classic days of uh, early American animation for me. Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, Love, Netflix. Death, and Robots is insanely cool. So good, yeah. dude. It's, it, being an anthology, I felt a little questionable about it, but no, I, I loved it. It reminded me of old school heavy metal, of uh, Robot Carnival, just things from back in that era. So, and, and it was just high quality, uh, great stuff. Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out, do so. And you don't even have to watch it at one time. It's broken down into little, little tiny little chapters for you. Mm-hmm. That's how I watched it. Because mm. like, you know, it's like it's one of those you you you're already ready for work. You need something to kill time with before you leave. Like, oh, I'm gonna watch another episode of this type of thing. Yeah, with the Love and Robots on my list too. Now that you mention it, uh, 2019 anime. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Blade of the Immortal. Mm, yeah, fuck yeah. Brought it back <laughs> um, again. More more of that classic feel 
of anime, just brutal, not a lot of levity. Uh, it's not wacky. You're not going to be big water drops on your head. As much as I love uh, absurd anime, no, this is this is just playing it straight. Uh, harkens right back to that manga back in the day. Great stuff if you haven't checked it out. Right. See, this is weird for me because I don't watch anime. I'm going to apparently start watching anime. You're about anime. to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that segment's coming up. Be prepared for uh, Geeks Inherited of the Earth presents uh, The Geeks Make JC Watch Anime. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for this, actually. Because oh, Here's the thing with it. I'm not against anime. It's just the one geekdom I never picked up. Ironically enough, because when I was in high school, I thought, man, if I, if a girl caught me watching anime, I'm never getting pussy. I hate that mm. imagery. Ugh. And, yeah, ugh. Silly. and then when you go back and look at it, like everybody that tried to get me into anime over the years is the girls I was dating. For the most and part. It, <laughs> and yeah, it was... So, but I mean, it was it was one of those things that my friends talked me out of, like because I got really into it in high school, and I, I was like, I you start with all the big stuff like Vampire Hunter D, shit like that, you know, and Akira, Akira, uh, you know, and I'm starting all the big stuff, and all of my friends made fun of me so bad. I was like, man, I'm like, if, if this, what if, do people are just gonna think I'm some like guy that plays in this punk rock band that goes home and watches cartoons? No, <laughs> nobody's gonna be my friend. They can, they blacklisted it out of my brain, and now here I am pushing forty, and I'm like, I have twenty years of shit to catch up on. Mm-hmm. You know, so, we'll find you some stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for it, but I, also though, conversely, there's a lot of shit in anime I hate. Well, it's like anything else. So I mean, I, comics, other TV shows, you know. There's, there, there's just so much anime that that, that it get, you get bombarded. You just have to, to work your way through it. And a, a you lot need a of guide. The, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. that they made me watch, like over the years, I, I just thought was piss awful and turned me off of it. So I can't wait to do this because I get to unapologetically just tear it apart or love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but for animation, this is why it's weird. I probably consume more animation than damn near anybody that I know because it's my, one of my favorite mediums to sit and watch. Just not anime. Just not anime. Because you're racist. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Damn it! I'm not CK. No, the racist moment can't go to me. You no. bring a great dishonor. But, uh, there, there it is. There it is. Okay, yeah, that, that was actually the racist moment. That whole impression right there, that... Was the racist moment? Are we you were kidding me? For. That was actually a really damn good impression. If you the look fact at that it. you think that that's a good impression, is oh no, no, it's right on it. <laughs> but no, for for animation, like my actual pick for it, uh, the final season of BoJack Horseman. Yeah, that is so beloved. That series, like if if you watched that series and you watched the final season, why one of the reasons I love animation is it can do things budgetarily that you couldn't do in a show. Yeah, I hear you talk about Disenchanted too. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, Big Mouth. You talk about all three of those a lot. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're on my list too. Like, like the the new season of Big Mouth was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disenchanted Part Two because you know they're, they're doing parts for some fucking reason. Uh, it's a uh, book uh, <laughs> is phenomenal. Like to me, like for that production staff, it's it's old school Simpsons if they can curse. Yeah. It like it's 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 fucking fantastic. Big Mouth, you know, like yeah, I talk about that show probably a little too much, mm-hmm. but I mean, I also still watch every installment of South Park and think think they have really a bad season, and I've enjoyed that, but it's no list worthy. But BoJack, holy fuck, yeah, you're kills right. it. Geek of the year, John Favreau, he 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 did he made the impossible happen. He made all of the Star Wars fanboys and all of the Star Wars haters shut up. 
have a beer and go, Mandalorian's the tits. Mm-hmm. Just, just shut down the Star Wars fan base? You are a god amongst men, sir. And you got your executive producer credit for Endgame and got to take care of Tony Stark's little kid, his Uncle Happy. And <laughs> that was, yeah, you're dead. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers. You love is one of the most adorable, gut-wrenching fucking line. He not only got to save the Star Wars fan base, he got the most adorable, gut-wrenching line in Endgame holding that little girl. Uh, uh, John Favreau for the fucking win for me. Um, mine, and, and I agree with you, great, great pick. Uh, mine has got to be Henry Cavill. Um, he nice. has came out swinging. Uh, not only is he playing The Witcher, but uh, dude was late for his Superman audition because he was doing a World of Warcraft raid. Um, when he was asked, PlayStation or Xbox, he said, PC and made a funny face. Um, oh, 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 I saw that. And then he broke down and he was like, I'm not ballsy enough to build my own yet, but I'm rich enough to afford what they tell me. Exactly. Awesome. Um, dude had already read all the Witcher novels mm-hmm. way before the movies had come out. He had played the games. He beat, he's beat Witcher 2 twice. He's, so he's done the new game plus. Uh, he's probably in like the only a few thousands of people that actually played New Game Plus of Witcher 2. Well, and the thing is, once you you can only do that once. That's still the biggest problem with that game is that once you do New Game Plus once, it erases it. Really? And you got to start over again. The with fuck new, is that? I, I don't. They've never fixed it. It's weird. Huh. Um, and I mean, also like uh, he read all those. He, he he was up on his comics for Superman before they even asked him to do it. So I mean, dude is a legitimate geek, and also he's jacked. So hashtag jacked geeks is geeks is something I've been pushing for a while now because he's kind and, of become, well, he's okay. kind of become a god amongst men. If, really. you, if you look at our age, though, jacked geeks in the '90s meant meth heads <laughs> playing D and D. Yeah, and I know that because my roommates in the '90s were. Uh, Jacked. Oh boy. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I can. I, I, he's a guy that loves his fan base, too. Oh, he does. Like, he still won't let go of the Superman thing. Like, he's going to hold on to that kicking and screaming. Ironically, when I was watching The Witch, I've, I've uh, watched a couple more episodes since we did our last uh, episode here. I was watching, I think it was the second episode, and I went through this funny thing in my head where I could imagine if I had not seen him as Superman and I was watching The Witcher, I would have been like, I would like to see this guy as Superman. Mm hmm. Yeah, and now that all the all the love that he's getting, DC has got to be just begging him. That, oh, and he's he, you know that's in the that's in the contract for Witcher though. If he gets to come back to do Superman, they have to work around it because mm-hmm. he told him I'm doing I'm, I want to be Superman for real. They need to the Joker Superman. Just let him come in, just cold movie. Don't attach anything. Just like let's just make him a Superman movie. You know, just call it Superman. Give me yep. a Brainiac <laughs> movie, goddammit. Ooh, yeah. And now, think about it. If they did a Brainiac movie, oh sorry that could totally be contained in its own universe because at the end of it, they could just say it was a simulation. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to circle back around with JC and have to go with John Favreau. I mean, mm. the guy's become a legend. Everything he touches is awesome. Uh, and really, The Mandalorian just really puts the period on in that sentence for me. I'm going to give a little shout-out to Tom Holland as well. Yeah. For just, the year? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, well, the story where he helped bring Spider-Man back into the MCU by calling the Sony exec from a bar drunk at like one in the morning, that, that stuck with me. I think that's an awesome he story. He called them so. both. He called him and he called Bob Iger. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's, pretty, that's pretty geeky. That is pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be at a speed run. <laughs> yeah, we're going to speed run this. Speed like, run decade. Like decade will be a little easier. Like me with Castlevania coming up soon. I'm, we're going to speed run this shit. I'm going to do it in the list that I have. Like, this is going to be jaggedly out of order, so we're just going to do it in the okay. list here. Comic books. Can be a run. Can't be a run? Can be a run. Should okay. be a run. So I have one and then a run. I have Saga. 
which is i mean let's face it like that's the most epic comic of that whole decade it's it, saga is of in of itself and uh jason aaron's thor run Ooh, <clears throat> good that's it mm, yeah that's the easiest pie for me there were so many uh for me to choose from in the decade with the comics i mean you had quarter of the owls you had uh x-men from hickman you had rebirth secret wars superior spider-man i mean there was some awesome awesome stuff going on but i'm gonna have to go with ck over here the war of the realms jason aaron run. and when I, when I think of that I'm not talking about War of the Realms issue one through six. I'm talking about all the way back to the beginning of his Jason Aaron mm-hmm. Thor run to now Me because too. that is one storyline, the mm-hmm. whole thing, and it is so epic and so nailed, uh, so great. I mean, that had the Jane Foster Thor wrapped up in there. Oh, Definitely yeah. War of the Realms. Uh, it wasn't entirely in this decade, I don't believe, but I know the bulk of it was uh, the the Jeff Johns Green Arrow. I'm not Green Arrow, Green Lantern. I know what you meant. The, the <laughs> right. Jeff Johns. Yeah. Uh, sorry, my brain's still in that crisis thing from earlier. The <laughs> Jeff Johns Green uh, Green Lantern run, but entirely contained in the decade. Uh, Scott Snyder's entire Batman run. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. so good. Like I can't like th- this was a hard pick for me too because like this decade had so much good shit in it. Yeah. You know, uh, w- not putting Secret Wars in there is very hard because like I have every issue of every side issue of that. And, me too. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. But uh, if you're like if you're talking Batman storylines. The entire run of Scott Snyder's Batman is the most contained, intelligent Batman writing I've ever fucking read. Mm. It's a good balance. And then if you flip it over to what uh, Jeff Johns did with Hal Jordan and just made him not only the most believable version of Hal Jordan we've ever had, but like the heart and soul of the fucking DC universe... That's the best Green Lantern run of all time, if you ask me. You know, it's a hands it down, is. it is. And it's never going to get beat. No. And introducing the Rainbow Corps that way, oh my god. The fact that Hal Jordan got so pissed off, he murdered a Guardian with the ring. Hal's a difficult character to write, Well, Yeah, he's not. He's, he's a very... Jeff Johns tackled it great because he didn't take away the flaws. People when, right. when they fuck up Hal Jordan's, when they try to make him a Boy Scout, he's fucking not. Nope. He's way more likely to be a drunk driver than he is the fucking <laughs> Boy Scout. <laughs> That's a great is, quote. And, and it's he's accurate, too, because he has fucking committed drunken vehicular homicide in the books, if you go through and read it. He's a hothead. Yeah, he's a fucking... Uh, he's, the, he's maverick. Uh, 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 Carol calls him Flyboy for a fucking reason. Yeah, he is the he is the epitome of like the Maverick fucking Top Gun Flyboy. Mm-hmm. And and I do think it's weird though that Guy Gardner has a bar on Oa and not Hal. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more, probably more on brand for Hal just to be stuck in the bar yeah, than Owen yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, movies for the decade. Um, now that one's a bitch. I have two absolute picks. One is I have a franchise and a regular. Uh, my my regular is Ex Machina, uh, without a Ooh, doubt. Nice. Uh, that movie is transcendent. It is crazy. It is. If you've not watched it, watch it. It is scary. Uh, it is what led to Black Mirror. Um, it's uh, transcendent, is what I would call it. And my franchise pick should be no surprise. It's The Winter Soldier. Uh, it's still the best Marvel film as far as being a film. I think that Ragnarok is the funnest, but, dude, Winter Soldier is... Like, anybody can watch Winter Soldier and enjoy that movie. Anybody. Well, maybe not some five-year-old, but, like, any adult can watch that movie and enjoy it. It is a spy film first, and a drama, an action film first, and then it's a superhero film. It's better than and the it's Dark Knight. It's heady as shit. That's better than the Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. It's better. Well, the, I, I could do a whole episode complaining about the Dark Knight. But that's me. What do you got, Mike? 
Well, I hate to be obvious and transparent, but I'm going to have to say Avengers 1. Mm. I not, saw that. We saw that together, we too. We did I, see that together. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> look, when it came out, nothing like that had been done before. Having those films build up to it, uh, they nailed it. It's universally loved. It's iconic. It's that experience, those movies leading up to Avengers and what came after Avengers is the closest thing that we've seen to Star Wars since Star Wars is the way it affected our culture and just became day-to-day household names uh, and people loved it. So, uh, you know, seeing it on opening night, it felt like part of being something special. Uh, I'm, there's just been have, nothing like it. It was iconic. I'm, I'm going to have to stick with it. I still have that poster framed in my living room the, from yep. the, 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 the fucking... You know the the midnight premiere ones. Mm. I'm gonna give it a shout out uh, for a solo movie to Moon. Oh yeah, Ooh. man, Moon Ooh, with with uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, oh I fuck yeah, that, that movie is so smart really, sci-fi. Really good. Such a good sci. It's so underrated, man. Watch Moon. If if any of you haven't seen Moon and Ex Machina, watch those two movies for real. I tried to do a, a non comic book one for decade, and I, I literally realized I should just go to a movie podcast and just go by genre to genre to genre. <laughs> it's I watch hard. Way too many fucking movies. Yeah, me too. But uh, my decade pick actually same as Avengers. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it's. It was definitely Joss Whedon's game to lose. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. nobody, I think, we all thought it would be good, but nobody expected it to work. Yeah. Everybody kind of expected this to fall apart under its own weight. And like everybody coming into it, like, we're excited, but nobody really believed it would work. We thought we'd have, like, a tentpole moment or two and maybe a cool shot we could show our kids. And fuck no, that movie holds, it, dude. Now, is it the best of the friend? No, 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 no. But no. what it did but what, was yeah, so it's important. what it did, because nothing else could have been done. It's, it's the a, same way the decade before, if you would have you would have looked at it and said, well, Iron Man's going to do this. Nobody put Iron Man. No, hell but no. retroactively, if you go back to that decade, how many people put Iron Man as their number one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, Avengers, all the fucking way. Uh, non-streaming TV. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yeah, the Americans. Nice. Uh, I I was torn on this because Breaking Bad technically did start the decade before. It's half and half. It's split. But, all but there's the, a little bit more that's in 2000. But also so. Better Call Saul. So I mean, like they they uh, go together. Uh, but all of the good, really impressive, influential Breaking Bad was this decade. I agree. That was my other choice. I mean, it was. But if 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 Breaking Bad gets kicked off the list over that, Walking Dead, cultural fucking phenomenon. That was actually going to be my uh, my other one as well because it. Because of The Walking Dead, comic books became relevant. Comic book media became relevant. People said, oh, you can make a good thing out of something based off a comic book and keep it going and make it, in the, and, and make it big in the household. Specifically non-superhero comics. Exactly. And it's, uh, that's huge. I mean, It is. All right, Kirkman, bring me my Invincible show. Uh, he he has mentioned it. Oh God, please! Hey, well, I'm going to throw out uh, Parks and Rec as an honorable mention. Hell oh, yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! How dare you mention one of the most quotable shows ever <laughs> on this decade list? You wordy, dirty bastard! <laughs> it's a, it's insane how the ending of Game of Thrones fucked everything up for that entire franchise. Yeah, it was it put such a black mark on there. I don't even have it on my list. I think The Witcher is going to make us feel like the Game of Thrones was silly. Apples and oranges. I still maintain it's apples and oranges. Well, I mean, it's it's what what you want in fantasy instead of a bunch of people sitting around drinking wine for half of the episodes talking about taxes. Hey, there's dragons coming in four seasons. Meanwhile, I'm Witcher. Here's a dragon head. Where's my fucking coin? God, that <laughs> dragon looked terrible in Witcher, though. Give him some more money. Uh, streaming TV. Black Mirror. Wow. 
didn't even blink on that. Yeah, that's quick. And Stranger Things. What do you got? Uh, that <laughs> was the streaming of the decade was a little trickier because so much of what happened with streaming has been in the last I don't know year year and a half. But uh, two that stand out to me was one obviously Stranger Things mm-hmm. that had so much integrity to it. It outedded it if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm going to go back to Russian Doll Man. There's just something about that one that really hit me. Fuck yeah, good shit. It's really good. Um, this is going to be another. This was a split for me between BoJack Horseman. Because it's just that good. Mm-hmm. And Daredevil. Oh, oh Daredevil. Yeah, good so call. Fuck, like, I forgot all about How could I forget? Yeah, no, I feel like shit now. Specifically, Daredevil Season 2 and its introduction and handling of the Punisher. I was like, holy... That court scene alone where they have to explain, yeah, his brain is lodged in a trauma where he constantly relives his family being Ooh. murdered. Ooh. And him playing the part from where he had already knew he had to get into jail to get a hold of the kingpin. And as soon as they announce it, just going ham, going, I am the fucking Punisher! <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I killed him, and I enjoyed it! D'Onofrio is Fisk, man. That, to me, is a high point of that series. Hell Holy yeah. shit. Oh, now, that God, is fucking yes. acting. Bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Such acting. Come on, Foggy. Throw him a bone. Uh, let me see here. Uh, surprise of the decade. Ooh, surprise of the decade. I think for me, there's so many different ways to look at that question. I think as far as just learning the news of something that was shocking for me in this decade, it was probably Disney buying Star Wars, really. That's a good one. I mean, Lucas finally being like, fuck it, I'm done, you can just take it. Um, that, that was huge. I was like, holy shit, wait, what? So I'm going to go with that. The fact the MCU worked. Mm, good one. DC Flashpoint to New 52. Hmm. They completely rebuilt the DC universe. It was the highest DC sales of all fucking time. And my boy, the Flash, was responsible for it all, bitches. (laughs) And it's put to rest any of those who would win in a fight for comic books. And who'd win in a fight? Flash, because he'll go back in time and kill your fucking parents. It's informed everything that came after it. Yeah, it has. Definitely. Uh, there's, There's nothing like it since. Oh, um, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Anim- that was. So you got your animation? Oh, animation? Absolutely. Ooh. I have three of them, actually. Uh, G.I. Joe Renegades? Oh, really? Fucking- Renegades? I loved Renegades, Renegades because it was so weird and off and different. And I was like, huh. I was like, cool. Okay, right. they're on the run. They're being hunted down by Cobra. This is kind of cool. Uh, but uh, if I had to pick between that and Resolute, there's no contest. Oh, God. Resolute. There's no contest. Jeez. Uh, got a little Resolute boner right there. Rick and Morty, of course. Uh, I mean, come on! It's it's awesome. It's dark. It's depressing, and it's uplifting at the same time. And uh, Netflix's Castlevania. Ooh, good one. Ooh, good one. Yeah, I could even watch that. Yeah, I did not like it at first. It's I'm half- not gonna lie. I did not like it at first. That, that, that's a, that's the white man's anime. There you go. Oh my god, <laughs> your tongue is a shovel. <laughs> no, I'm just serious. It's it, it's an intro to anime for people that that aren't ready for it yet. Also, that company is doing the new Motu series with Kevin Smith. Exciting. So that's me. Uh, and I'm going to do animation slash anime. For me, um, animation, I'm going to have to go with the Clone Wars TV show. Ooh. I mean, the breadth of what they accomplished in mm. that was incredible. I, I feel mean, like an asshole now. <laughs> it, it's, it's not necessarily how much I love it per se, which I really do, but just, just looking at everything it did for that franchise and what they were able to pull off with heartfelt characters and storylines and really reverse coursing on all those prequels. I mean, that show destroys everything else about those prequels, hands down. So. I also, I have one anime pick, mm-hmm. uh, Attack on Titan. That's that's what I was going to say as well. You, you cannot deny Attack <laughs> no, on you Titan. No, can't. you can't. You cannot. You, can, you both can probably guess mine. What? 
Just say it. Just say yeah. it. I hate to kick this Bojack Horseman no. to oh, death. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's Bojack. It's, it's fucking Bojack. Bojack. Fuck it. It's okay. Funny. There's okay. never been anything like it. Like, like it, it, it's 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 flawless in its design and it's cult. If nothing else, the episode last season where it's just him talking at his parents' funeral about wanting, I think it was like a churro or something, and puts the whole analogy to never having a family, never having a parents, and turn it, turning him into his raging fucking drunk. Uh, 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 and all he wants is the fucking churro that his dad ever gave him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that episode alone gets it. Um, so we're running out of time. Um, let's just go to your geek of the decade. Elon Musk. Well, no doubt. All right. No fucking doubt. What? Dude is a geek, and he got a bunch of money, and now he wants to. And now he's fucking Iron Man. I mean, like, what else do you want? He's becoming Iron Man. He's taking us to Mars. He's doing all the shit that he wanted to see done. I mean, like, what? How? how Didn't he found Uber originally too? I don't even remember, man. He's done so much shit. Because if he did, I mean, I'm cool with it. Because he's saved me a lot of DUI money. I'm going with the fake Iron Man. I'm going to go with Robert Downey Jr. Geek of the decade. I mean, yeah, the way absolutely. he trumpeted for that role of Iron Man and everything that came after it, everything he means to the MCU, I, that's who I'm going for. I That was close for me, but I ended up going with Feige mm. because he was the mastermind. Because any pick that you get from the MCU, Feige cast. There you go. And you can't use Stan Lee because he's the lifetime achievement. Right. Um, but... It's, hey, Feige went all the way. Honorable mention. Same way that you mentioned that for uh, Robert Downey Jr. Ryan Reynolds for giving us Deadpool. Ooh, that's a good one. Five that's year, a good one. Five year campaign to get that goddamn shit done. Um, album album of the decade. Uh, I have two. One that only one matters, and that's Legend of the Wu Tang, the remastered nice. greatest hits, and uh, Meliora by Ghost. Ooh, my song, my it. song of the decade. My my song of the decade is Square Hammer. Excellent. Uh, it's the best rock song of the decade, period. Period. Band for me, a little known band. I, I don't know how many people are going to recognize this. I found them on Spotify. I saw them live. Blew me away. Uh, it's a band called A Giant Dog. Uh, if you haven't heard that band, look them up. Spectacular. Fucking love them. And it's hard for me not to say the album of the decade is damn by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Just the impact yeah, that had. Awesome uh, album. So and it, yeah, it's an amazing album, and the impact it had. It's hard to argue that one for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for I don't have a song because that can change. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, really random album of the. This is a, a long shot, but uh, Dillinger Escape Plan Option Paralysis. Ooh, nice. All right, going prog. Uh, it was well. Uh, is it prog? Is it punk? Yeah, is it true. metal? <laughs> it's, and, Whatever. It's Dillinger. And when they released that record, they apexed their fan base and they reinvented the way that bands like that tour. They record their music, and it's been ripped off from multiple genres all across the board ever since. They they really brought back like the Black Flag feeling of the underground back to music. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow through a couple real quick. Yeah, wrap it up. Uh, so. Uh, just like everybody chime in as I go. Okay. Okay, so Game of the Decade, Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Bloodborne. Breath of the Wild and Bloodborne for me also. Skyrim, because oh, it got well, girls yeah. into gaming again that I normally would have never played games with me. I'm seeing a recurring theme here. Also, uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, Find uh, me on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> really, also, find uh, me. Also, <laughs> not only podcast, we missed podcast of the year, which uh, just to stay on brand is for me, high, high as fuck lander. It has cracked me up. I mean, it, I fucking love it. As it, far as phenomenal. entertainment value of like Thank what you. I get out of a podcast, <laughs> absolutely. I, 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 this is in my notes. No shit. Big shameless Outlander plug to Halfle because I said I wasn't going to listen to podcasts anymore, and then I got this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, decade, what the fuck, Mark Maron? Uh, your mom's house with um, uh, blah, 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 blah. 
Oh my gosh, his name is uh, Tom Segura. Tom Segura and uh, Christina Pajitsky. I'll nice. probably get hate mail. I'm going with Rogan. Oh, no, oh, Rogan's, hate. Rogan's, Rogan's a close shit. second. Come on. <laughs> that, 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 was, that was my next pick. I mean, honestly, hit, Rogan for president. Let's do it. Honestly, now that you've said that, sorry, Mark, you're, you're off the aisle. The award's going to Joe Rogan. Yeah, I, I think we I'm can thinking, all agree on I listened to a podcast more in the last decade that, nope, nope, my brain's like, nah, you listened to way too much Joe Rogan experience. Uh, I had too many toys on the list, so I'm just jumping to that one right there. That is the... Uh, Fuck yeah. The Pursuit of Cobra Dreadnought Doom Cycle with Storm Rider. We finally got a wow. fucking Dreadnought Cycle. It's got shotguns on yep. it. An official one. Cool. Yeah, he goes for around 100 bucks on eBay still, which isn't bad at all for something Pursuit of Cobra that's a full-on vehicle. That thing is beautiful. He's got a half mask. It's got blades that come out that, sh- that cut tires. That thing is just sick as fuck. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to cut it here with the toys. I mean, personally, I loved everything they've done with Transformers in this decade. They've really just scratched that itch for me with that original Generation 1 look. Uh, my favorite toy line, I'm probably going to have to vote for Marvel Legends just with the considerable mm-hmm. unrelenting quality and the deep roster cuts. But if you're looking at cultural impact as to what really was that hot toy of this decade that really got in everybody's homes, um, it's it's got to be Pops. Yep. It has to yes. be. I, I, can't I can't yep. deny it. I can't deny it. It goes to Pops. Pops, 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 Pops. I don't even have any, but it's so amazing what they've done. I, well, I can't deny my, it. My favorite is that plastic man that he has a picture of right there. Uh, it, I mean, oh, come on. Oh, look at that. that. Wow. How beautiful is that shit? I mean, like... Uh, it, that, that it just it reeks of it. I mean, it's phenomenal. What's your favorite, JC? Favorite, pops. Favorite toy? Oh, just pops. Pop, pops. Uh, and uh, real oh, quick, yeah. comedy special. Comedy special. Uh, Kevin Hart, Laugh at My Pain. Oh wow. Um, that that special is just uh, across the board. People just love it, and I mean, it's really fucking funny. Doug Stanhope before turning the gun on himself. Mm. Because it, it, he took every single rule the comedy club said that you're supposed to follow, and purposely designed that album to break all of them. And then he, when he, when it dropped, he goes on a tour that, again, you can see where some of my influence comes for for this shit. Uh, bar comedy and touring, like rock clubs and bar clubs and shit, Stan Hope invented that model. And on that tour, specifically when that album came out, he's at the most famous he's ever been. And he's turning down bigger venues to go sell out rock clubs so he can hang out with the people that made him get his money. Mm. And everybody since then has ripped off the fucking model. He, he, he was the OG. I got to give it to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sticks and Stones just tore my life in half as far as comedy. I loved it so much. But um, I'm going to go with Mulaney Kid Gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good one. Good yeah. One. No, no, for real. Um Okay, well, we had to run through it, guys. Uh, we've, been, we've had a lot going on. Um, I Remember when y'all said that this wasn't even going to last a half hour? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Uh, hey, who's well, everybody's podcast producer of the year, huh? Who's, who's voting for I that? think it's Terry Snow. I'm going to go with Terry Snow. No, so, I heard they yeah. Sir Terry of Snow. <laughs> I, I heard they me tooed him with Kevin Spacey after the video. No, it's Terry Snow, of course. <laughs> um, and we no, love no, you. no, we he's love still you, alive. Terry. No. We love you, Terry. No, we he, do. He, and thank you for helping us out so much this absolutely. year. Absolutely. No problem. Could have done it without you, literally. Appreciate the love. But hey, this is Geeks Inherited the Earth. Uh, first of all, I want you guys to go out, go and check out Otherworldly Coffee. Otherworldly Coffee is uh, phenomenal. It is uh, really tasty. It will jack you up. Uh, if you want superpowers and you need some caffeine, drink that shit. You'll be flying. <laughs> Hashtag jacked geeks. <laughs> Otherworldly.com. All right. So, uh, and also, remember, on January 24th, Color Out of Space will be showing. Oh, yeah. Also, if you want to see an early showing and you're around here, it will be playing the 22nd at Central Cinema. So, go check that out. We've got some interviews coming uh, from that movie as well, uh, yeah. both us and Scared Stupid. So. Yeah. 
stay tuned for us. Uh, and um, honestly, you guys have been great. Welcome to 2020. We got so much in store for you guys. It's going to blow your fucking minds. I'm CK. Mike D. And I'm JC with your casual reminder of please remind your friends we're not just a fucking meme page and to go subscribe to us on Spotify or iTunes. Love you. I'm out. Dicks out. Start to mold